0: are listening to the Strong Towers Podcast, a podcast where all topics are on the table, from brotherhood and faith, to culture and wisdom. So pull up a chair and join us as we talk about the things that build us up and make us strong. Welcome back to another Strong Towers Podcast. I'm your co-host Mike Lara, joined as always with tom edwards and john ackerman and as we sit down to record this episode we have realized that we have been and is it technical? can we call ourselves quarantine for the last year because i don't think we're all quarantined, right we we're not locked down anymore we are being under pandemic rules i don't know i don't know the technical term for this but it has been a year anniversary since schools were shut down governments started closing up we got sent home with our laptops and told we'll be back in a couple of weeks, and we're still working from home. And so we thought it would be just another opportunity to see where we're at a year from now, where we are um, living through this through this last year of, of COVID. So I know it's it's been different for me, especially with career change and then career change back, and then also for you guys with career changes and things that's going on with that as well. So... I I say we just jump right into it and see where we're all at and see how things have been going for the last year. So, yeah, it's kind of funny, Mike. I um, we mentioned a couple episodes back that
1: uh, this was also kind of coming into our anniversary season for Strong Towers, um, which maybe we're stretching it now, depending on how many weeks ago that that episode actually came <laughs> out. But um, anniversary year, yeah, yeah. We just keep patting ourselves on the back. Um, <laughs> but I remember. We all went out with our wives That's to right. like celebrate the Strong Towers anniversary. We went to this nice restaurant in town. You and Janelle had been had been playing up, and we go and we're like one of the few tables that are in there. Yeah, um, you know. And then we go after the the restaurant. We go to a brewery in town, and then. Like, the next day, everything was shut down. That brewery never reopened.
0: <laughs> live music. <laughs> remember that? Do you remember? It was live music. Yeah. And we were the only ones there. Like, it was, yeah. it was ghost town. We're like, this, is this restaurant really that
1: good? No one's here. Why is nobody here? Uh, oh, okay. Turns out we were 24 hours out from the world shutting down. Yeah. And and I, I think that's been part of it is, like, when does this end? You know, like you said – It's going to be for a couple of weeks and then you get the news that school's not coming back. You're like, okay, this is a little bit bigger of a deal than, than what we've been thinking. Um, and now we're still a year in living with COVID and figuring out what that looks like. And, and, um, I think it's been adjusting to new normals kind of continuously, right? Of, I did not work from home before this happened. I know you, you had the opportunity to work from home some um, before it happened. But so that's that's a new thing. Um, but then also the aspects of life that have gone on, uh, like we've mentioned on the podcast before, moved to a new house, had a new kid, uh, you know. And, and so it's been kind of a, a year of juxtapositions, I think, of – um, we actually had a, a pretty good year, you know, there were a lot of really big high moments for us, um, in the midst of all of the additional stress and, uh, worry for friends and family members and that kind of stuff. Um, and just the general heightened uh responses in the world over the last year um so it's it's been interesting it's definitely been interesting to see what what's been going on in the last 12 months or so
2: yeah all the things you just said because um, again that that ended up being i almost said that virtually ended but that's just the wrong word that <laughs> that was essentially the end of my teaching career was that night because we didn't go back to school after that yeah and so my last day in the classroom was March 10th. So, you know, happy anniversary, COVID, happy anniversary to me, happy anniversary to, to all of us. Um, yeah, it's and just all the things that I remember from that moment to this of all the times that we thought, you know, this, this won't be a big deal. This won't be a big deal that long. Surely this won't be a big deal for much longer what the heck's happening? This is, you know, a much bigger deal. Um, and here we are a year later, still yeah. in. And, and so, I mean, we've been in this series that we've been doing on discomfort. And I think, again, th- this is probably one of the most uncomfortable things that, you know, as as a people group, we've collectively had to live through, right? Everybody's experienced it differently, but this has been massively uncomfortable. And I don't know, I mean, what, <laughs> what were some of the hardest things for you guys? Cause I know for me, it was, and I've mentioned it before, so I don't want to belabor the point, but one of the hardest things for me was not being able to finish out my career the way that I wanted to.
1: Yeah.
2: Yep. You know, one of the hardest things was transitioning to a new job without really being able to transition because Tom, like you said, As an adult, I have never worked from home in my life until this all happened. And so it was uncomfortable to have to learn how to work in a way that I've never had to do as a grown man working. And again, that's not, you know, death and destruction and mayhem and chaos, but man, was that uncomfortable. It was great that I now got to go to the bathroom whenever I wanted to because after 16 years in the classroom that's never happened before <laughs> except maybe summer break and vacation. But so like in the midst of all of that there I mean like you said there there's been great things in the last 12 months but certainly our fair share of discomfort. So I mean what mm-hmm. stands out in that category for you guys?
1: I think for me one of the things that really stands out as um kind of not a long term, but maybe a continuous impact of the last year is all of the extra questions. Oh, am I really okay with, with that happening? Uh, is this really just a cough? Who, like <laughs> Right. who, you know, who do I tell and how do I tell them that my kid, you know, has the sniffles now and, um, you know and what are the implications of that uh you know for all of our other decision making it felt like you know there were 12 additional layers of decision making that had to happen for every decision that needed to be made just because of this vast uncertainty that we've been living under um for the last year you know and things that we wouldn't ever have thought twice about um now you know we have to think about on a regular basis, um, that's just been, uh, that's been one of the tougher things I think. And, and they, you know, the, the research does say that there's decision fatigue, right? And so uh, a lot of those gurus, uh, that, that are helping you try and optimize your day, they talk about, you know, limiting the number of decisions that you have to make. So same breakfast every day, same lunch every day, same outfit every, you know, like, and then here we are faced with, like I said, how many extra layers of, uh, of decisions and, and thought process that has to be worked out. Um, so for me, that's kind of been one of the constant sources of discomfort and aggravation over the last year. Um, and probably something that will stick with me for a while of just a, a memory of,
0: of how this all went down. Yeah. I think one of the things that, If I had a if I had to pick like a quote for this for this last year for me, it goes back to the adversity doesn't doesn't build character it reveals it, and I really feel Mm -hmm. like during this time I really got to see and I hate to use this this word but the ugly side of me right like I got to see me getting Mm -hmm. impatient I I was able to see myself um being fatigued being tired um just wishing things were over. It was a, a lesson learned for me and not only in like isolation in some points, right? Just being like on a lockdown um, in, in my home with my family, but also ways that I have learned to handle stress, which I guess I never really like, we've talked about it before, like to commute home, right? Like just being able to be 40, 40 minutes, 30 minutes alone in the car, you know, and how I could decompress that way. And that just being taken, right? Like I just don't have that anymore. And so I don't even know the last time I went to the bathroom without a hand coming underneath the door, right? I mean, so <laughs> and so and so like that was one of, I think that's one of the biggest challenges for me during this last year was to really see what my character has has been, right? Like, because in the past it's always been real easy to say to tell Janelle, I need I need to step away for a minute. I need to break away and just take a break or, you know, go for a run or go for a walk or go watch a movie at the movie theater. And a lot of that stuff just got taken away. Right. And I think that's the thing that I think for me in last year, um, and it came in waves, right? I mean, it was one of those, like, I don't know if you guys ever seen the meme with the, with the, like the dog character sitting in the, in the fire where it's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then, you know, it's it's fine. (laughs) Everything's good. Everything's fine. And that's why I think I felt, um, throughout this process is, okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm not good. I'm really not good. Yeah. This is terrible. Okay. I'm good again. <laughs> Everything's okay. Right. And just those waves. Um. And so like, you know, it was, it was funny. Um. I remember in high school and uh, I don't want to be talking to the history teacher here. So I, I apologize if I mess up any of these dates, but my grandmother was born in 1932. And I remember having to do this like project where I had to pick like, key points in in, during her lifetime that she experienced and i remember just going through and going like all right like 32 okay well like prohibition pearl harbor you know man in space civil rights act like all these different events that happened in her lifetime right and thinking to myself like wow will i ever get to experience the same kind of things that my grandmother did in her lifetime and now I'm sitting here like, all right, I've, I've gone through, you know, nine I've gone through a pandemic, you know, and there's just been these, these moments in, in my life that, you know, I guess it'll be moments that I think later on in life that'll be remembered, right? These are times that I think people yeah. will look back and say, oh man, you were, you were, you were around in the pandemic when, you know, you guys were wearing masks all the time. And so, yeah, so I'm, I'm it was, it was definitely one of those lenses to look through that I think has really, um shape my perspective of what this time is being like
2: yeah i think for me other than you know the couple things that i mentioned that were job related i think one of the most uncomfortable places for me was just not knowing what to do Hmm. and i think it almost would have been easier if i'd have been one of the people that swung to an extreme of either this is ridiculous it's basically the flu burn all the masks let's just have life go on as normal Or the, I'm never leaving my house again until I get the all clear from at least 37 people in positions of authority. Right. And I mean, like that's just not in my nature in general is to swing to extremes. And so being stuck in this position of, I see both sides and I see the shades of gray. And I really, I just don't know what the right thing to do is and that's just that's a really uncomfortable place for me personally to be cuz not like i'm always right but i cuz obviously that never happens <laughs> um, but it like there there's usually a, a a place where you can get to where you feel like okay i i can reasonably come to a conclusion here about what the best course is or at least a decision i can live with and it just felt like it was so hard to get to a place of this is a decision I can live with because there was so much unknown and that just, the, the not knowing what to do, the not knowing what was Mm -hmm. right to do was, and Tom, like you were talking like the, the 12 layers of, of things that you had to consider before making what would normally be some of the most common decisions. It was just, it was exhausting. And, um, you know, we got into the fall and, and Brooke and I, Like we we do like a little fall festival out at our place and we got into the planning stage and basically forgot that we were in a pandemic because we live out here in the middle of nowhere. And so in our day to day, because we weren't often needing to leave the house, I barely ever got to get used to my 40 minute commute, Mike. (laughs)
1: Like
2: I, I didn't know, like we started planning to have people come out to our house and it was like a week later into the planning that it was like, wait a minute, COVID. And it was just, it was such a bizarre place to be of, I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't e- I don't even know how to get close to the, the region of what's the right thing to do. And that was just, that was hard. And, and so then coupled with that future planning, mm-hmm. you know, it's just the two of us, we don't have kids and we had just changed Like, I had just changed jobs to work at the place where Brooke already worked. We were free of the school calendar for the first time in our adult lives. And leading up to all this, there was this feeling of, like, we're going to be able to travel whenever the heck we want to. We're going to get to be those people that take advantage of off-peak rates. And, like, did anybody do a good job of planning more than, like, three days ahead for most of the last year? No. Like, that was... (laughs) That, that turned into a nightmare, and see I, I think those were probably the two most uncomfortable things for me during the last year was you know, what's the right thing to do and what do I plan for yeah like that yep. false sense of security that we get when we feel like I know what's coming and I know what to expect and that just got completely eradicated
1: yeah yeah, well, and that's like Mike was saying about the up and down too you know I, I feel like there was this kind of will they won't they back and forth you know the the fall festival uh you know school was like all right we're going back uh we've got you know this many people said they want to do all virtual this many people are going to do hybrid we're going to open up we're going to offer the hybrid and what did that last about three weeks right and then and then school was like oh no like we got to go back full online um you know and so there were the swings of how we're supposed to be. reacting to this and i think john to your point too about the uh not knowing the right answer i feel like the scale of this was just like exploded most of our decision making matrices that we have of like i know what to do what the right decision is for me but this thing is happening on a global scale um and so the you know The ante is upped seriously. It felt like, um, yeah, for a lot of those decisions.
2: Yeah, the right decision for me never usually affects this many people potentially, (laughs) (laughs) right?
1: You know, and and when that's all you're seeing on the news and and you know all that kind of stuff, it just changes um, the way that you're thinking about it. Um, And Mike, to your point about you know, going through the swings just kind of emotionally and and mentally and the fatigue and all that. It's like, you know, you can handle a crisis. We can, we can handle a crisis. We've all been in those moments before, um, crisis ends, right. And, and you get to come out of that. And this, like the fact that this just kept going, um, and that we're able to sit here now a year into it and still be having relevant, uh, conversation about uh, COVID is just something that um, definitely nobody of our generation has experienced um, in terms of the the length that it has affected our lives and the degree to which it's affected our lives.
0: Yeah, and there's you know going back to the challenges and how we all felt that I think you know John with the extremes and like you said the planning, I think that was one of the things that I had a hard time with also is, is relationally. And, and what I mean by that is, is also being sensitive to my friends and their comfort level with, with the pandemic. And I, and I don't say comfort, like in a way of like, Hey, I mean, in Virginia during the summer, we went up to like, I think it was like 75 people at at an outdoor event. So, you know, I said, let's get together and have some hot dogs for 4th of July. And I had friends that were you know, not happy with the fact that we were we were hanging out, right? And yeah. and then going back to like tamale party, it changed to like I, I don't think you could have more than then was it 10? I think this in December yeah. it was no more than 10 and I'm sitting yeah. there like, you know, that I, you know, if I have if I have Tom over with his family, we've already we've already we've <laughs> already broke it cuz I'm at 5 and you're you're at you're at 6. We're we're not we you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, Breaking the I'm, law. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to have Kellen go wait in his, you know, next door until we're done eating dinner or or do rotating shifts, <laughs> right. right? And so that was one of the things that I think I I also struggled with is try to maintain relationships. And maintain friendships throughout this because Zoom was nice. I mean, let's be honest. We're 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 recording virtually tonight just because you know we've become so. You know, granted it's convenient, but you know it's it's we were recording live throughout the whole first two seasons, right? I mean, and now yep. it's 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 a rarity that we get together all 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 at the same time. Um yep. But it's it's one of those situations where I feel like trying to balance that level of comfort and relationships and 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 not hurting people's feelings and not also being, you know, or being sensitive to their to their to their needs cuz you we had friends that went all over the place with it, right? And I just think that that uh that was another challenge I think many people faced throughout this whole process, right? Like like you said, Tom, yeah. you were working well into the summer, right?
1: Yeah, I was I was at the office uh until um uh, until Finn was born. Yeah um and that and that's when i made the switch to come home now granted i was one of just a handful of people that were right, still right. in the office yeah, yeah, but still, you yeah. know and and a bunch of people were were home um yeah so f- i mean for us the whole first half of of last year essentially carried on life as usual um except for the, the fact that our kindergartners you know first year of school ended short um but i think too you know i've often thought through this past year of like the long-term effects that this is going to have. Um, we talked early on, um, uh, back when we were talking about Sabbath and rest and all that kind of stuff about maybe this actually does get people to take a step back like permanently in their lives and and dial back the drive and all that and, and push into some of the, the, um, kind of healthy soul care type things. Um, but we were all we were just talking about this today actually our uh younger daughter was hadn't turned two yet uh last year when everything shut down um so she'll she'll turn three uh this summer uh you know like she she thinks it's normal for people to go out and be wearing masks uh you know the the um they all had a dentist appointment, and that starts with you sitting in the chair with your mask on until literally like the people are ready to go in your mouth and and do your cleaning um and that like that's just the way that she has experienced life um, right and it's it's not anything that that uh you know definitely the three of us dealt with at all growing up um but my other kids they're you know they're a little older they'll just remember this is kind of like that blip that we wore masks all the time um but but that's gonna you know she's in those years where she's actually gonna start forming those long-term memories and that's what she's gonna think is normal and that's yeah i I don't know like if sad is the right word but it just is um it's just a reality of of her experience of of the last year
0: no, I think that's 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 key, right? I think that's one of the things that I think we all will not understand until, you know, much into the future. I mean, I, I my, my my two older boys would run to any one of you guys, like, even if they hadn't seen you guys in months and, you know, hang out and play. My youngest will like he hesitates to go around anyone if we you know, if if like we will see each other, he is like no, I mean he doesn't. He 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 didn't. I was taking Kellen to the store every single time I'd go to the grocery store when he was that age. I've, I've I don't think I've ever taken Silas to the to the store, you know, by himself. And yeah. so it's it's his his I call it his uh his social skills have gotten very <laughs> very uh, uh dampered during that those this whole process. But one thing you said, and I'm not trying to be you know a cynic here or anything like that, but the the one thing that I am. A little fearful of. And again, I have faith that everything, you know, is going to be fine soon. But you said the blip, right? Hey, this is just going to be a little blip. And, and yeah, my little blip was a couple weeks, right? Hey, we'll be back in three weeks and school will be back in three weeks. And, and we're a year later and we're just now starting to yeah. go back to school. So I guess my fear is how long is this blip, right? That's, that's, right. that's my big fear right now. If I'm being honest right now, that's the one thing that continues to kind of like, Hey, we're gonna get through this. I like I'm waiting for the light at the end of the tunnel, right? What well, what does that look yeah. like?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, you know, some of it is is stuff that we have to put into perspective, you know, because for us, um mask wearing, that was a big shift. You know, but but there are uh You know, there are places in the world, cultures in the world that 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 was already more of a normal practice. And so they were able to adopt that really easily. And so we look at uh, the mask wearing as as maybe this inconvenience of covid. They look at it, uh, you know, in a different way. And so I I think the the kids are going to see that as well. There's going to be a different perspective that the kids had versus what we have um, on the whole year you know, or, or longer, however, however long this goes. Um, and so the, the kind of generational stories, um, that are going to come out of this time period, I think are, are really going to be interesting and we won't know for a while. Uh, you know, like what is the impact on, on the 12 years of kids in school for, you know, this last year, our, our son's started kindergarten last year, Mike, right? And so however long this goes, uh, you know, their their first year, two years, three years are gonna be uh different because of COVID and and you know, what's the long term impact of education as a result of that? Like where are these kids gonna be at when they graduate high school compared to the kids that graduated the year before this all went down. Um You know, some of that stuff is going to be a while before we kind of figure that
2: out. In the shorter term, though, and Mike, you already kind of touched on this a little bit, and I wanted to, to push further here. You were talking about things that you discovered about yourself, and not all of them were good. And so as we're wrapping up this series on discomfort, a lot of what we tried to touch on over the course of this series, you know, multiple episodes now, was not only things that we found uncomfortable, but what we've learned about ourselves in the midst of it and steps that we've taken to begin to push through that discomfort. And so to continue off of where you were going, Mike, I'm just, I'm wondering what sorts of things do you feel like you have learned about yourself in this space of discomfort? Maybe that you weren't aware of necessarily, but then also what things have you seen yourself be able to do well? to push through some of this discomfort and find relief or joy or success or, you know, whatever qualifier comes to mind there.
0: So without sounding too cheesy, I felt like the the places that I thought I was weak at, I was even weaker. And the place, places that I thought I <laughs> was strong at, I was stronger. And and honestly, it's like one of those things where it was magnified. I mean there's no there's no better way for me to put it than Hey, I sometimes lose patience, but it's only for a little bit of time. It's okay. And yeah. seeing myself get magnified and 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 seeing that, okay, yes, I definitely lose my patience much more than I should and that's not a good thing. But then there's other times where I found myself um doing things with my kids that you know, I used to always say like, "Hey, I'm going to love my kids, I'm going to play with my kids and do stuff." And sometimes, you know, it would, you know, it would be more on a back burner like, "Hey, you know, I'll play with them tomorrow I'm tired from work, and I found myself doing more things with my kids um during this time frame than I think i would have ever had had done previous to to the pandemic i mean we we've, yeah. we've done so many projects whether it's you know lego building lego building stations i mean we this this week we've been building a a, a RC mini crawler course in the backyard and piling rocks. Like my boys have been outside <laughs> piling rocks to build a little course for their RC cars. And, and I can just describe it as, as without trying to be too much of like to beat myself up, like, Hey, there's a lot I need to work on, but there's some things that I'm, I'm doing okay. at. I think for me, um,
1: one of the the weaknesses that showed up uh not necessarily something that that uh i didn't know about before but um was magnified like mike was saying um was the self reliance um you know w- which uh, a lot of times we can we can see that as a, a positive attribute but um you know the three of us have had conversations around um the unhealthy aspects of that for sure um and i think my tendency to try and do things on my own, um, when bumping up against, uh, kind of the, the continual impacts and changes and and everything that was, uh, the additional stressors that was happening this year and and all that, um, you know, just really showed very clearly that I could not, that I was not capable of, of dealing with all the stuff, um, on my own. And so, uh, needing to break down those, those walls some. And, um, and on the positive side, uh, I, I think, uh, Liz and I, we have, uh, definitely come to a much better place in terms of our communication. Uh, you know, just because we haven't been able to get away from each other for, you know, for the last year. And so you, you have to, you know, you're forced to kind of work some of that stuff out. But I think, um, particularly on on my side of it um just having more open conversation um and communication and not uh assuming that the uh, you know that this doesn't have to be said or um whatever um so that's been really good for us over the last year um to to work on some of those areas uh, and dig into some of that um with you know, like i said the the additional time that that we've had Uh, to do that. Mm -hmm. How about for you, John?
2: Well, Mike, I really like the way that you teed it up with, you know, areas of weakness were revealed to be perhaps weaker than first expected and areas of strength turned out to maybe be far stronger than first expected. Um, Because one of the things that I'd always taken a great deal of pride in was my ability to work and to move from task to task, you know, quickly and get lots of things done. And, you know not only burn the candle at both ends but sometimes break the candle in half and then burn both ends of both pieces and <laughs> i am so thankful that i was forced to break that habit this year hmm. because i discovered how much i actually hate it um and some of that false pride that went with you know i'm keeping all the balls in the air went away And has now been replaced with a. I never want to try to keep that many balls in the air again. That was wildly unhealthy. And I just, I never saw it. Um, You know, I was, I was one of those people that would have put my busy calendar up against anybody else's and, and done so with a great deal of satisfaction with how much I was doing. So that was one of the healthy things. But then the other one that came with it was having to realize just how broken that part of me was with that sort of a, I got to earn it mentality. I got to perform, I got to do, and then I got to do more. Um, I'd never realized it was that bad. It had always just seemed like necessity, right? Well, like, you know, I, I don't take pride in doing this. It's just, you know, that's what you got to do. Like you got to get through the school day and then you got to get through the tutoring stuff. Then you got to get through the places where you volunteer. And then you got to, like, you just, you got to make it happen. And, and so now that I've been forced to rest where I can't log enough meaningful work hours to justify my paycheck, even if I want to short of creating work, like it it would amount to like digging a hole and then filling it back in that that's what I would have to do. And, and that's been an incredible gift, but then to confront those days of, I have nothing to do today. Mm Mm-hmm. And to resist the pull to, well, let me get something done. Because, again, I'm sitting in a half-finished house. There's plenty of things to do. And I'm sitting on five acres that has not been well taken care of in I don't know how many decades. There's plenty of things to do. But there was none of the urgent stuff that had to get done today. You know, The email load dropped way, way down. And all of those tasks that would usually fill my day, they just weren't there anymore. And to know that if I sit on the couch today and read a book for two hours, nothing bad is going to happen. And to have to to have to wrestle with knowing I have that kind of freedom of schedule now. And I know I've touched on that at different times over the last year in different episodes that we've done. But that was really kind of disruptive for me. I don't think I realized just how driven I was by routine and schedule. I mean, I've I've never lived my life off of a bell schedule. Like from the time that I entered school as a student to the time that I now left in March as a teacher. Just you know, and whatever those odd numbers are when bells ring at schools, that somebody decided like ten seventeen is a good time to ring a <laughs> bell because that's important. All right, like I've just that's how I've lived and. So having to learn to, you know, manage my own time in a different way. um, I thought I was better at that, but it turned out a lot of that had been forced by the schedule that I had lived in. Mm. And so with that accompanying freedom and with that reduced workload, there was also a realization of, you know, without those sorts of structures in place, I wasn't sure what to do. But again, there there was also some really good things like Brooke and I found out that if we're ever going to be in a pandemic, we're absolutely the people that we want to be in a pandemic with. Um, yeah, we've been through a lot of hard stuff over the years. I mean, we both met each other by going through divorces and we've now been on this almost decade long wait to have children. And we've been through financial hardship and now we've been in the live-in renovation for two years. And so we keep getting battle tested with some really challenging things. And so to find out that, like, cause you always wonder, right? Like, is there something that would break us? I mean, we can put pandemic squarely in the column of nope, that won't do it. Yeah. And so again, like there's been so many good realizations in the midst of the discomfort, even as Mike, like you said, I mean, the, the strengths turned out to be stronger and the weaknesses turned out to be far more glaring than first expected. All right, so how about this? Was there anything in the midst of this last year that you expected would have been far more uncomfortable that actually turned out to be kind of a breeze?
0: One of the things, and this is mostly –
2: um Based on my
0: extrovertedness, that I would have thought would have been very difficult, was maintaining relationships and friendships, especially with with like mm-hmm. the guy friends that I have during a time of quarantine. And and what I what I mean by that is I am I am I would like to have gotten together a lot more with my friends. I would like to have gotten together live with you guys to record more. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and and to be honest, a lot of times I got tired of Zoom. I got tired of doing. Doing the digital presence, um, but I feel like a lot of the relationships that we had going into this, a lot of them gotten stronger during this time frame. Like there has been yeah. um, opportunity for growth in in, in relationships and. And honestly, the the virtual side of it has also kind of limited the uh, <laughs> like the the BS kind of talks, right? I think uh, if, mm-hmm. a lot of the times, it's if we're going to meet virtually, we're going to take advantage of that time and, and 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 actually, you know, have a conversation. One of the things that um one of my friends brought up the other day, and it it, it really has made a difference, is ch- even changing the way I call my 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 family and 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 I got this from him. I'll one hundred percent give him credit for it. Um, but FaceTime, like I, I tend now to FaceTime people that I know now because I don't get to see them as much. Right. And so it's a lot different right. to, to FaceTime, them, um, than it is to, to just pick up the phone, right. And just call or, or text, right. Ooh, text, right. Like now, sure, now, yeah. now it's, it's FaceTime, but, um, yeah, I, I would say it's been, and I want to say a breeze cause there is some work to be done, but I would have thought it would have been impossible to maintain friendships without being able to be there, you know, close to somebody. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: That was really deep. <laughs> um, I don't know where to go from there. <clears throat>
0: How about having a kid? Uh, you, 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 you. I, that, yeah, that was <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I would have thought it would be impossible.
1: be possible. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> well, had a kid. So those, those were going to be the two things that, that, I, uh, that I was going to bring up was, was the moving and, and having a kid um, that uh, the move went smoothly, uh, mainly because we did still have friends show up to move us. So that was, uh, that was really, really helpful. Um, and, and having the kid um, during this time, granted, I did not actually have to give birth to the kid. And so my wife may feel differently about this, but um <laughs> but we we actually like we ended up really enjoying that time uh because there like it was just us and and yeah. the yeah. baby right like there was no visitors so um you know we we had a a couple of days to hang out in the hospital uh while she recovered and uh so it, that ended up actually being like a really sweet time for us um to, to spend time with, with the new baby. So, um, yeah, COVID kind of threw us a bone on that one. Um, yeah. And it was a, uh, definitely a silver lining.
2: So I was thinking about this for slightly longer than you two were, cause I wrote down this question about 15 <laughs> minutes ago. Um, and there was, there were a couple of things that came to mind, but one of them was something that Brooke and I realized, I don't know, probably halfway through these last 12 months which was, you know, 2020 became classic meme fodder for a long, long time. And, you know, it was 2020 this and 2020 that, and 2020 is a substitute for every bad word, you know, you've ever said. And and I think one of the things that Brooke and I realized was our 2020 in the sense of, you know, the hardest thing you've ever gone through kind of thing. Didn't actually happen in 2020. Mm -hmm. Our 2020 was a lot of the last five years. And for some reason, and other than by the grace of God, and I mean that with all sincerity, we turned a corner in 2020 into a place of profound joy and peace that we had been desperately searching for over the last five years and had just been wildly unsuccessful at finding Hmm. and so it was really i mean we almost felt guilty about it that there were challenges in 2020 for us right there were places of discomfort right no nobody got a free pass as you're you know as a group of humanity experiencing a global pandemic but there was a surprising amount of joy That came relatively effortlessly because of all that we've gone through to get to where we are now. And so we'll always look back on 2020 as not only being a memorable year for what was happening in the world, but for what happened in us that honestly was really good and really kind of unexpected because it had taken so long for us to get there. you know to to make peace with the waiting for children that had you know been a painful painful thing for so long um, and that's not to say we've given up hope that's not to say that we've decided we're just going to be the cool aunt and uncle to everybody else's kids like the, the hope is still alive and probably stronger than ever but however it happened we turned a corner this year into that place of peace and joy and sustained hope in the midst of the world falling apart and i continue to be amazed that of all times for that to happen, it happened here. So we obviously don't know what your 2020 looked like, felt like, sounded like, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I hope just as we've sort of wrestled with some of these questions on the fly, and again, it felt like because we needed to do this from a place of honesty, you know, we we didn't come up with answers to these questions days ago and, and hash them out and rehearse them and, and fine tune them. I mean, this was very much processing in the moment. And I would be surprised if we don't continue to process some of these questions in the days and weeks to come. And so as has often been the case in this series on discomfort, our goal was not necessarily to provide answers, but maybe just to provide some questions that are helpful to consider. And so, as always, we are genuinely thankful that you continue to be on this journey with us. Um, that you continue to listen to us kind of fumble our way through life and discover some of these for ourselves. And, and we truly, our, our hope is truly that you're asking yourself and those around you some of these same questions, that, that you're discovering answers, that, that you're giving yourself space to process, that you're giving yourself space to process with God and, and to see what's being unearthed. Because it's worth it. It has incredible value if we give ourselves the time and the space to discover some of these things within us and to discover the effect that we have on the people around us and you know, on our place in this world. So on behalf of Mike and Tom, thank you guys for being a part of Strong Towers. Thank you for being with us through this series, and we're looking forward to launching some cool things in the weeks to come. So see you next time.
1: Before you go, we just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you for being a part of the conversation and taking on this journey with us. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app and throw us a like or write a review. All of that helps other people find our show. If you're looking for more, head over to our website, strong-towers.com and sign up to receive notifications whenever we release new content. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at strong underscore towers. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, We Are Strong Towers, to keep the conversation going throughout the week. If you want to support the show, Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash strongtowers for your chance to score some Strong Tower swag and get access to exclusive content. We appreciate y'all, and we'll see you back here real soon.